Welcome to the Human Conversation Podcast with Jules White, the real dragon slayer. Tune in fortnightly for human conversation about business and sales. Enjoy business expert interviews, educational episodes, and virtual cuppers with entrepreneur business owners. And here is your host, Jules White. Hello and welcome to the Human Conversation. And this week is episode 15. So I thought something that would be really, really good to do, and I have no idea how this is going to turn out if I'm really honest with you. I thought it'd be really good this week if my special guest was actually my son. And what's really exciting for me about that is I always talk to you, if you know about my methodology uh, around sales, I always talk to you about making sure that you step into the world of your client. So even if it's not the same as your world, it's about really trying to get into their world and understand what it feels like in their world. And I really started to think about um, being curious about what Sam's world must be looking like now because he is now 13 years old and he has just gone back to school and has started year nine. So I want to talk to Sam in this podcast about lots of things and see how this goes because I think if it goes how I would love it to go, it's going to be a really interesting conversation. So first of all, I want to say hello to my son, Sam. Sam, hi. Hi. And thank you for joining me as my special guest on my podcast. It's a pleasure. And did you ever think that you would actually be one of my special guests? Yeah, I did think one day it would happen. <laughs> did you? <laughs> yeah, that's kind of typical you, Sam, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so I kind of want to really talk about school obviously because you've just gone back so you are now how old are you now 13 when are you 14 january 1st january 1st new year baby (laughs) how exciting is that and so you're coming into that age now this year is as i understand it your options year yeah yeah right in the middle of the year so it's going to be it's quite tricky this year okay and you say quite tricky, so that's kind of, um, is that how you're feeling about it? Are you apprehensive? Yeah. Very. Tell us, tell us why. Yeah, it's, it's just, um, it's an interesting year because it, it feels like there's a lot of pressure on when actually everyone's saying there isn't. So it's, it's quite hard what to think, uh, what's actually going on. And then, of course, in the, right in the middle of the year, we have um, our options. And it's just, it's just going to be quite... Um, weird I guess it's quite surreal the whole thought of it okay and the school as I understand it will give you some help they're going to have some open evenings is that right Sam yeah yeah in February okay where we're going to be able to go I think too as your parents is that right yeah so we can really start to investigate stuff at those evenings which is actually quite good because at least we'll get an idea of what we should be thinking about but when someone says to you at this age as you are right now what is it you want to do for a career? What are your thoughts? Uh-oh. This question again. <laughs> That's exactly what I think every single time. It's, it's difficult. I'm not sure. There's a number of different things I've always wanted to do, um, which are like, I don't know, well, I used to want to be a composer or DJ, and then I wanted to be architect or an engineer. And it's, it's quite, some of them are in the same area, and then some of them are completely different. 
So all my options are just sprawled out at the moment and I'm really not sure what on earth I want to do. And if you had to pick one thing right now, just your gut instinct, what thing do you think you would pick to do as a career? I think I'd start my own business. So you actually really want to be an entrepreneur? Yeah. Okay. And, that, and, and is that because I've had a business, your dad's had a business? Do you think we've influenced that? Yeah, definitely. Massively, yeah. Okay. And if you had your own business, then what would you do in your own business? Well, that's the question, you see, because I'm very, I feel very crafty. I feel like I could sell products that I make. Um, however, at the same time, I feel like I'd want to make a business out of design or architectural music, maybe. Um, because then my passions are what I love yeah and I think as you know because I've said to you many times that I think the work that you go on to do in life should be something you love doing ideally mm. and a lot of people don't get to have jobs where they really love what they do and I think obviously everybody should have that opportunity so coming back to school then now which you've just started you went back Thursday and we're now recording this on the Friday you've literally had two days back haven't you yeah what are the big changes in year nine to what was happening in year eight? Well, you know what? This is the weirdest thing you'll ever hear, but it actually it hasn't changed much at all. We've had one new person in our class, and I'll tell you what, that is the only thing we have actually had change. Have you had some new teachers? Well, yeah, yeah, we have new classes and teachers, but of course they're regular for every different year. You have a different teacher or class, so that's expected. Okay, okay. Um, so then there's the subject of you having to pick subjects uh, by what, March next year? Is that what we said? Yeah, 28th of March. Okay. And I think how, it's, you know, I always think, how does it feel to have to pick those subjects, but not really being sure of what you want to actually do when you leave school so do you feel worried about the fact that you might pick the wrong subject based on what you finally actually want to do yeah it's it's it's, it's all just a bit of a mess in my head at the moment it's like I feel like I don't know what subjects I need to do what I would like to do I feel like um I don't know all the subjects there'll be because we're at the moment focusing on main subjects whereas Actually, when you get your options, there'll be lots of uh, smaller, like um, half subjects within that one subject, which will just get really confusing. And that is definitely my main concern. Mm. But it's, yeah, it's, it's just weird. Do you think there is enough going on in your school curriculum to give you that kind of um, <clears throat> the freedom to be creative? No. Okay. Definitely not. It's it's very uh, scheduled, uh, very uh, almost very just. I want to say blocky because it's just very fine and that's it. We've told you it. We're not going to tell it again. If you get it wrong, you're in trouble. Sort of approach to it, which just doesn't really help. If you then could change that and make it just as you would like it to be, what would you change? What would be different? Well, I think I'd give it quite a good, almost a lower or primary school sort of um, effect to a, a class or a lesson. So, of course, in when I was in year four, we were learning about how people would survive in the Antarctic, how um, Scott Falcon, I believe his name was, uh, survived in the Antarctic and we made dens under tables and we decorated the covers and sheets and we did our own dens. 
and then they blew a fan on the den and they did some confetti and it was so fun and yet it still managed to bring out so much creativity in our mind and we learned a lot about structures and building and how things stand in that one fun lesson that yeah. wouldn't normally be considered by a school curriculum as learning. Yeah. So it's about having that fun element as well, which then you believe helps you to learn. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, massively. E- even at this age, as you've got older, you still think there should be actually more fun in that, in the learning, yeah? Well, yeah. Well, I mean, at this age now, our minds are just starting to just realise and switch on what on earth is going on around us. You know, we, we're, everything we see, we're like, oh, I wonder, how does that clock work? Or, oh, I wonder... How does that car work, for example? And it, it's just that everything's a realisation. Every step that you take through adolescence is a realisation. And it's, um, it's like, just needs a bit of creativity and a bit of your own way, if you like, to help you through it and to help you learn about it. So you talked to me, because we, we have a really amazing relationship where we just can chat about all sorts, which I love. And even now as a teenager, you know, Sam, you're not arguing at me just yet. Do you remember we've always said <laughs> there'll come a point where you just go, oh, <laughs> <"Ugh."> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we're still talking, which is really, really great. But you've come home just today and talked to me about um, your lessons you had and how absolutely different they were in respect of the type of teachers you had. So I think with learning as well, there's an awful lot that's determined by the teacher you get. Mm. Do, you, do you feel like that's part of it too? You know, I actually, I feel like it's a very, uh, a very difficult thing. Uh, until year nine, so since two days, before the last two days, my mind was completely set on the fact that the way I get taught by the teacher is the way I will connect with the lesson. So if the teacher connects with me, I connect with the lesson and the subject and I learn. But actually I find now it's a lot more to do with the curriculum than the, um, than the teacher. So it's very complicated because sometimes you've got your teacher who's just very um, emotional and one day they're really happy and then you whisper and they like murder you and it's like <laughs> not literally not just literally, for the listeners yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a good school and <laughs> and uh, it's just it feels it feels a bit uh a bit rubbish actually good word you just feel a bit rubbish so um then you also get your subjects and your curriculum where if you can't be creative and the teacher has to follow that it may not actually be the teacher doing the bad teaching rather the curriculum making the teacher do that even so for example my French you've got a teacher who is she at the end of the lesson we do a little competition we split the room in half and you get you speak a French uh, sentence that she said in English you have to translate it into French if you get it right you get slam dunk in a little basketball hoop inside a classroom how cool yeah it's amazing. And did you find that because of that element of being able to have that bit of fun, it's almost like an incentive, I guess, isn't it? Yeah. And just a, just a different way of learning. Do you find you learn better? Absolutely, because that incentive carries on. She says, right, next lesson, we're going to do the same thing. Okay, brain, keep that note. We're going to get this next time. Yeah. And then there you go. That's it. Like that. Yeah. Whereas, right, guys, keep revising. Yeah, sure. Totally going to revise. 
for your new test, which is going to be really great. It will get you great grades and it will give you a really good scheduled life. Da, 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 da. And I'm falling asleep already at this point. Yeah. And it's just like, what have I got to look forward to in that? It's nothing. So there is an element of teacher based on this, I think, mm, yeah. because the one teacher brings that creativity into the subject because that subject has still got a curriculum to it, that French. You've still got to actually learn that piece of, of work, haven't you? But she's just adding something different to it to make it interesting for you. Yeah. So that's, that's quite interesting, I think. And, you know, I know that obviously you don't mind me just adding my sales bit here because mm. this podcast is obviously for my kind of, sales audience I guess but I think it's just exactly the same when we sell it's about the connection with the people it's about people connecting and I think the same is with teachers and children I really truly believe that Mm -hmm. I know from just the time you've been in school that you've had teachers and you've had subjects you've done so so well in because you have absolutely connected with the teacher so I think that's been really really important (laughs) yeah so there's elements of that to kind of your journey now in year nine where you know for me as a parent I'm thinking there's core subjects that are really important subjects yeah because of how our education system works and our curriculums work things like your maths things like English you know you've really got to excel at those um, mandatory subjects if you don't have a great maths teacher for instance that worries me as a parent that you may not do quite so well in it because I know how you need to connect with a teacher exactly and you know what another thing I find that the teachers if if they are you you know I for example I won't name any names but I have my um my one of my teachers and he was doing the register and he said Sam and I went hello sir like this completely polite nothing wrong and I'm sure everyone will agree that's this it's just a normal polite way of saying hello and he gave me a look and he told he told me to do it again and I had to do it again and of course I'm not a naughty child I'm not the sort of person who will do silly things and I never thought that would be hence why I did it and I've done it many times to um, my maths teacher of year seven and eight and she was just loving it. She loves the interaction and the connect, the, you know, the connective sort of bond that she has with her pupils. Mm. Whereas my, my other teachers, he's just like, yep, yeah, you're here to learn, not to love, basically. Yeah, yeah. And so it's almost like um, you maybe don't have such a voice with him. Um, it felt a bit like yeah. that was perhaps the message he was giving you. It's yeah. just actually, it's about respect. Speak to me when you're spoken to, but in the right way kind of thing. So. Yeah. And it's, it's just interesting how um, he's, he's got like a, um, some teachers have a way about them where it's like, okay, no questions asked. I'm in charge. Done. And then, that leaves the the pupil feeling like, oh, hold on a minute, that's not right. I'm normally in charge of myself, so why have I suddenly feel like I've been taken over mm. by some stranger who's trying to teach me something and failing at it quite mm. miserably? Mm. And that that gives you a rebellious effect, and that's why kids are naughty these days in schools. If you had a good teacher, you know, we have a nice teacher. Those naughty kids normally shut up and do their work because yeah. they like the teacher. Yeah. And you know, you have a horrible teacher and you wouldn't wonder what they do. Mm. They play up. Yeah. 
and that's it. Yeah. Ah. So, so just to kind of um, kind of round up our conversation, we've obviously talked about options. We know that it's a really young age to have to start thinking about what you do when you leave school, but at some point we'll have some parents' evenings and evenings together at school where we'll get some guidance on that. And in March next year, we'll have to pick your options, yeah? Mm -hmm. so, so that's going to happen no matter what. So we'll, we'll do the best we can with that. Mm -hmm. um, also, you talked about that relationship with teachers, which I love. I love we've talked about that because I think it's so important because I liken it so much to sales. It's just about relationships and connection. But the other thing that you've talked to me about recently is the, um, the Finland schools. Yes. Yeah? And I'm really interested in just touching on that because they just teach in a very different way, you're telling me, because you, yeah. you were telling me all about that, Sam. Well, it's very interesting because I have a friend who's Dutch and, of course, um, the Netherlands and Scandinavia, they're all, they're all very alike in the way they do things. So in Scandinavia and the Netherlands, they have schools that work a bit differently. But there is one country, which is, of course, Finland, which works very differently, pretty much to most of the world, but probably the rest of the world. And they have um, their curriculum is we have one big open space. We'll put mixed age groups. <clears throat> we'll only do one exam right at the end of their school time ever. Maybe small tests here and there, but that's it. We'll not do homework so they can relax after a hard day's work and they can go home and they have something to look forward to incentive mo like most um, motivation yeah. and uh, they can do whatever they want we'll give them a subject you do a project you do a course you do anything just get on with it go you not us telling you what to do you do this worksheet you do this you do that please be quiet please sit down stand up sit down shout do anything you want to do do a drama do a drawing anything and you know what you'll get some of the highest scores in the world from that country mm -hmm. because so, of the way they teach and they're giving you this huge uh, freedom now the argument could be from some adults who maybe even are listening to this they would say well okay yeah but what part of that helps a, a child to understand respect for others for instance so where does that come in in that do you think sam where do they learn those kind of life skills do you think this is I've got a brilliant answer to this. They learn it by themselves. Mm. You know, we have so so much control over people. If someone told to me, said to me, "Sit down, Sam," I'd be like, in my head, I'd be like, "Why can't I stand up? Mm. What is so bad about standing up right now? Mm. Why can't I make that mistake myself?" If the ceiling is collapsing in, they tell me to sit down, and I don't. And then it, it bops me on the head. I've made the mistake of not <laughs> sitting down and I've learned it myself. So my point is, if they say, if they say, for example, there's two people who have had an argument and then one goes to a teacher and they're like, it's very nice of you to resolve it. And then they resolve it possibly in the wrong way by saying, right, separate each other. Maybe don't do that. Maybe they should just leave them because adults don't go crying to other adults and say, we've had an argument and I'm telling you, Adult arguments can get a lot worse than child, child ones. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's just things like that and silly mistakes like in tests and stuff. We learn from that. But it's funny, actually, that I seem to make at least one silly mistake every time. And I wonder, it's because my teacher tells me I've made that mistake. If I see that myself and I know what I've done myself and I've done it myself, not only have I done something more for me instead of someone doing it for me, I'm more independent, 
And also, I've then spotted something that I've done wrong and I know how to correct it without being told how to correct it, what I've done wrong, you know. And normally these days, you just get told what you've done wrong and you don't get told how to correct it. Which is a shame, really, because um, I think that's, that is part of life is often we focus on the negatives rather than the positives. That happens a lot, doesn't it? And yeah. I'm hoping that we are actually getting a bit better at that now as we grow and we read and we learn more. And certain circles of people, I think, are definitely focusing more on mindfulness and positivity, that's for sure. And I'm moving in some of those circles myself, which is really good. And I want to pass that on to you. I... I feel like as much as I can, I try and lead by example for you. So I always say things to you like you've got a choice. Mm-hmm. Um, and instead of saying you have to do this and you must do that, what I tend to say to you is, uh, Sam, if you do this, it gives you a choice. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how I want to um, help you to grow, really. I mean, I'm very lucky. I think I've got a really Um, mature and intelligent and bright son but I guess lots of parents will say that about their children and I am very proud of you even though we watched a video the other day that says you shouldn't say that to your children (laughs) hello you shouldn't be saying that to your kids we'll give them depression (laughs) (laughs) but the fact is I am um, and I think that it's really wonderful to have done a podcast with you for you to open up and chat to me like I know we do anyway it's just so cool that I've recorded it and now the world can hear what our relationship is like, which is amazing. But it's interesting, isn't it? This whole perspective from a 13 year old's point of view of the world, because the world's different to when I was 13. You know, I was 13 in what, the the 80s, 1980s. We didn't have computers. We didn't have technology. My curriculum was probably okay and on point. Is it still okay and on point now with all of the advancements that we've got? Are we teaching our children the right way and the right things? And I absolutely ask the question every time as to whether we should be helping our children to be more entrepreneurial in their curriculum and teach them more about business and the world and for them to be able to leave school, not just to go to uni and get a degree, but actually to go out and start their own business. Mm. How about that? Well, yeah, sounds amazing. And, and you know what? We could have done that. And, and I'm sure one day, eventually, the rest of the world will follow the example of the Finnish and will we'll end up more people carrying out what they want to do in life and being able to do the things that they've dreamed of doing, which people would only dream of doing yeah. in this country. And it's interesting, actually, because our school curriculum has been the same for a good 200 years because we were taught about 200 years ago up to probably about 50 years ago. Girls were taught, right, you're going to be cooking or you're going to be in a factory. And boys were taught, right, you're going to be in a high-level job. You've got to learn this, this, and this, and you have to learn it now. Mm. And you know what? If you're in a poor school, they teach you to listen to orders, be quiet, and do your work. And it's, it's interesting that that sounds exactly like the rules in a school today. In some cases, or certainly in cases you're experiencing. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
Really interesting stuff, Sam. I know certainly touching on what you just said, we watched a program last night, didn't we, that was just highlighting him. It was going back to the 1960s and showing yes. women working in the um, sewing factories, wasn't it? Um, and how the men sort of uh, related to the women, what sort of things women were told to do, how they were paid. You know, and we have moved from that, which is great, but we still have more movement, I think, and we still have more to do for children in schools, for sure. Mm. But look, what a great conversation, a human conversation with my absolutely gorgeous son. Um, so thank you, Sam, for joining me as my uh, special guest this evening. That's okay. I hope that this all recorded well, because we're sharing a mic. So, you know, it's, it's very homemade, this uh, human conversation. And any noises in the background are our dogs, Dottie and Yogi, yeah, who are yeah. part of the team. Yeah. So um, we're going to go because they're asking us now to join them, to let them out and maybe go for a walk. Uh, but thank you so much for joining us. Um, this podcast is all about us being real having a human conversation and I am so happy that my guest tonight was Sam. Uh, I think he's given us a little bit of food for thought, don't you? Uh, we will see you next time on The Human Conversation. Ta-da for now. You've just been listening to The Human Conversation podcast with Jules White. If you enjoyed the show, please let her know on our Facebook page, www.facebook.com forward slash Compassio Coaching.